whether or not we all realize it, those of us who serve the Lord are participating in the most epic adventure of all time, space, and history. I think it's about time that we start celebrating the miraculous and wonderful ways that God touches our lives in everyday circumstances. I'm Karen Pennington, and this is Daily Adventures in Grace. Hey friends, Karen Pennington here, and I can't be too long today because my grandbaby's here, my two-year-old grandbaby. Uh, you know, we get her, yeah, I call it custody of her once a week, gives her mom and dad a little bit of a break, and we enjoy every second of her wearing us out to the very bone for 24 hours a week because she's beautiful, so energetic, and you know, she's like my favorite. <laughs> so no, 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 no secret about that. But uh, this week we took out an extra challenge and we invited over our pastor's two youngest children who are four and six to play with us. We had just, now my husband and my daughter had just kind of built a sort of indoor clubhouse or it was pre-built. They just had to put the different parts of it together, but it's in my living room, <laughs> so which is fine because I totally don't mind my house looking like a daycare center because I love my granddaughter so much. And my husband liked that it organized everything in our little indoor daycare center. But uh, it was a little clubhouse that we brought over, two of our friends. Uh, now, my pastor's children, he has wonderful, wonderful children. There are seven of them, believe it or not. Sometimes I call them the seven dwarfs. But uh, really spread out in age. But the youngest two are four and six. And they're all extremely active. Um, I don't help that because... I egg it on and I tickle and I chase and so they're extra active around me and they're also very obedient if you tell them to do something. If you ask them to do something, they'll do it. If you ask them to calm down, they'll calm down. If not, they're going to run everywhere and bounce off the walls because they're kids, you know. One thing I didn't think about though, as joyful as yesterday was, I was exhausted. Uh, one thing I didn't think about is when they're in this big church and running around the halls of the church, that's a big area. And when they're in my little... 1100 square foot house just the downstairs just part of it it's more like a pigeon you know I don't know if you've ever had a pigeon trapped inside your house that's happened to me a couple times it was borderline traumatic mostly funny but scared the pants off of me when there's you know you're just flailing around in a small place and it was like ah but um now they weren't they were like I said, they were they were very good they did everything I asked them to do so if their mom and dad are watching I was not lying they were very good <laughs> but just three kids and and then on top of it um Abelia going up and down into this clubhouse my granddaughter she's two so she can't quite climb up right so there's a lot of gam help gam help um, and she, I can kind of help her, but she still needs help. She needs someone behind her so she doesn't fall. And then I had to watch to see when she was coming down out of the clubhouse. There's little handles we still need to make, but holy word, holy moly moly. <laughs> I was tired. Um, I was so happy they came and I was so resting when they went home. I was enjoying that Amelia had her nap time, but, um, just really love those kids. Really love my granddaughter. Um, really feel old right now because I'm like I could not keep up I couldn't keep this up our, our pastors are fairly close to my age just a couple years two three years younger and I'm thinking I'm too old for this I don't know how they, they're obviously more than three years younger than me in actual age but uh, it, it was fun I do look forward to doing it again 
I do really appreciate having kids over and I do really appreciate, I'll be honest, having that space by myself. As the older I get, the more I kind of like that space to myself. But I want to talk about my granddaughter. Um, any minute now, she's going to be like, Gam, Gam! And then I'm going to hold her and I'm going to snuggle with her for probably an hour before I actually get her up and get her ready for school or for daycare because that's where she needs to go today. And uh, Usually I get more snuggle time, but I'm thinking about that. Again, that presence I've told you before, one of my favorite things in the whole world is just holding her while she's sleeping. I, I just love that. And usually she'll wake up and she won't want anything other than me to hold her. Um, you don't know, when she was younger, she was constantly needing feeding. I mean, her mom breastfed her. I couldn't do that, but I could take the milk. And just, there was a lot of just meat needs, meat needs, meat needs. Because that's what you do as a child. That's what you do as a baby. That's what you need. You can't think beyond, this is what I need right now. I, maybe I need to be held, but while I'm held, I need my diaper changed. I need this. And and as they get older, the older you get, the more it's like, this is the good, this is the sweet spot. Because they still want you to hold them. There's going to come a time where I'm not going to be holding Amelia all the time. I hug my daughter usually once or twice when I see her, once or twice a week. But the definitely is she's not sitting on my lap. She's not snuggling. I love that snuggle. But there's that sweet spot of just resting. Um, that toddler who just wants to sit in Gam Gam's arms or Papa's arms or Mommy or Daddy's arms. And um, that's what I was reminded of when I read the first of the two Psalms I want to talk about today. Uh, you know, there's we're talking about the Psalms of Ascent, which was really Psalms of Pilgrimage. Um compiled so they say um, as people are walking into Jerusalem on pilgrimages to Jerusalem to celebrate and enter God's presence now we know in the Old Testament God's presence was they felt contained within like his home and his resting place and his presence was in the temple which is why sometimes when we talk about church nowadays the church building we talk about it's the house of the Lord and we hope it is the house of the Lord but it's uh, not God's only house you know but back then it was like this is preparing to enter in God's presence. And since it was on a hill, it was a psalm of ascent. They say that the priests and Levites also sang these psalms, 15 of them, Psalm 120 to Psalm 134, one psalm per step. The psalms were as short of these 15, as short as three verses, as long as 18 verses. And actually, we're coming up on both of those. Before I go on vacation, I want to get through all the psalms and then start fresh in the new year with something new. But, uh, so... This one psalm, Psalm 131, shortest psalm of ascent, um, maybe, I'm not sure if it's the shortest chapter in the Bible, I'll have to look that up, very well could be, only a few words, only three verses, and I think of this sweet spot, I think of my baby, I call her my baby, I know she's God's baby and I know she belongs to her parents, but um, my baby and that, that quiet just existing in my presence, here's what it says, oh Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. My soul is like a weaned child that is with me. Like the weaned child that is with me. So I just, I caught that. He must be holding a baby. <laughs> I get that. My, my soul is like the weaned child that is with me. Like right now. Israel, hope in the Lord from this time on and forevermore. So I can totally get that. In a minute, I'm going to hold my baby. Uh, you know, God's baby. My grandbaby. And it's just going to be about me and her. I'm just going to be holding her. And there is a certain rest that comes in that. You know, as an infant, you're constantly crying out. You're going for, I mean, 
Amelia would go for my breast because she didn't necessarily know the difference. She just knew there was something. There must be something in it. It must be a milk factory. But uh, I can just see a picture. Can you see a picture? I don't know. If, yeah, it is a song of a song of David. Of David holding his child and just being at utter peace and going. Just being with this child is enough. And he's he's thinking about God. Isn't it crazy how the, our relationship with our children helps us kind of reflect on a relationship with God? You know, in this case, I'm your child, God. And sometimes... We're just crying out to God. Sometimes we have to think of these lofty things. Sometimes that we're in it and we're in the struggle, but it really helps. And I would say at least once a day, but some people do it throughout the day. They call it sometimes prayer stations or stations. Just take a moment and rest and go, God being with you is enough. And there sometimes is so much joy that comes from that. Sometimes in just the sitting in God's presence and the worship and the meditation, sometimes that's where you get the answers that you can't get when you're seeking so hard for them. You know, just like when you're training for something, you have to have that period of rest. You can't train 24-7. You have to rest. There's a time of rebuilding in that rest. There's a time of, I would say, incubation, spiritual incubation, um, where your mind may not be as active, but something inside you is growing and moving and healing. And, you know, your muscles, physically, you tear them when you're working out, when you're running and you're lifting. And sometimes you need that part. The tearing is important. It's not necessary, like, not too much tearing, but, you know, the minuscule, mini tearing, the micro tearing that happens when you're working out healthily. But you equally, maybe even more so, need that rest because the muscles grow not when they tear, but when they rebuild after the tearing. So I'm seeing David, who's gone through it, who has gone through it. And if he has a weaned child in his arm, his wife has gone through it in childbirth. And He's fought a lot of battles. He was a warrior. But this warrior is sitting in a moment of just inner peace and saying, right now, God, I'm just with you. Not only is that enough, that's more than enough, and I need you. Um, my prayer is that you reach that, um, that inner calm, that inner peace, that you're able to come back to it every day, physically have the space, literally have the space, and that it may stay with you the rest of the day. Now, that's the shortest Psalm of Ascent. The longest Psalm of Ascent is 18 verses. Uh, and it, as much as Psalm 131 relates to me right this morning as I'm about to hug my baby, uh, Psalm 132, it's completed. I don't want to say it's antiquated. All of God's word is true. Um, but it's, it was completed in the words of Christ um, and in the work of Christ. It's talking about the internal dwelling of God in Zion, which is the mountain where Jerusalem is. O Lord, remember in David's favor all the hardships he endured, how he swore to the Lord and vowed to the mighty one of Jacob, I will not enter my house or get into my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the mighty one of God. Now this is saying remembering David. It doesn't say that it's a Psalm of David, but David worked really hard gave all of his personal fortune so that they could build the house of God. So God could have a house, a dwelling place. And that was really important, and it's really symbolic. And Jerusalem is really important, really symbolic. David's the one that set that up. And remember, this was a nomadic people. They moved and moved and moved, then were enslaved, then moved, then were in captivity, uh, and then moved. And Jerusalem represents stability, or represents a home base, represents a home. Um... We heard of it in a, in, a, in 
Ephrathath, we found in the fields of Jar. Let us go into his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool. Rise up, O Lord, and go to your resting place, you and the ark of your might. That would be the Ark of the Covenant, the one that had the Ten Commandments and everything. Let your priests be clothed with righteousness. Let your faithful shout for joy. For your servant David's sake, do not turn away the face of your anointed one. So when it says anointed one, that's probably thinking about the king. So there's probably a king that wrote this. Maybe not David. The Lord swore to David a sure oath from which he will not turn back. One of the sons of your body... I will set on your throne. If your sons keep my covenant and my decrees, that I shall teach them. Their sons also forevermore shall sit on your throne. So this is a cry for favor for Jerusalem, for the king in Jerusalem. You know, may David's offspring always occupy the throne. They're not even, they don't even know what they're asking. This person probably has no idea. Sometimes when we speak through the Lord, we speak prophetically and God gives us words that are true, but we have no idea how true they are. We have no idea really what they mean. We're just being faithful. Um, for the Lord has chosen Zion. Again, the hill where Jerusalem is. For his desire is it, he has desired it for his habitation. This is my resting place forever. Here I will reside, for I've desired it. I will abundantly bless its provisions. I will satisfy its poor with bread. Its priests I will clothe with salvation, and its faithful will shout for joy. There I will cause a horn to sprout for David. I have prepared a lamp for my anointed one. His enemies I will close with disgrace, but on him his crown will gleam. That's the Jesus thing, people. I will cause a horn to sprout for David. I have prepared a lamp for my anointed one. So it's a blessing on Jerusalem. And there is a physical reality of that. We have political, physical realities right now. God's blessing. Jerusalem is a city that God has um, ordained but it's more than just that city. We can have God's presence and not be in Jerusalem. We don't have to make a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. I would like to do that someday. It's an incredible blessing. I have not done so yet. I would like to go to the Holy Land someday. But at this point, um, I can still be blessed. I can still experience God without going to the temple. And that's where this is a great prophecy about David's offspring sitting on the throne. Maybe not like this king or this psalmist understood, I, I imagine. Because how could they have imagined Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus Christ. Uh, that's fulfilled. But the other thing is, even as they cry out for the peace and prosperity in Jerusalem, and that's not a bad thing, we have this new thing now. 1 Corinthians six nineteen. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God, and that you're not your own? So, that's kind of, sort of, all these Psalms of Ascent in a nutshell. In a very long nutshell, because it's the longest chapter, we have God with us, Emmanuel. God in us, God through us, God for us. So, we can make a pilgrimage, a physical pilgrimage to Jerusalem, and that would be beautiful. We can climb up that hill and think of God and prepare our hearts for God Sometimes there's, there are certain things about certain places because they remind us. And sometimes God's presence does seem to mightily move more in a place, often because of the prayers and the attitudes and the spirit. The spirit is in that place because it's been continually stirred by people who look for it and who call on it and who invoke it. And, um, and I believe there is that. I have not experienced it in Jerusalem because I haven't been there. But even more importantly, we're God's temple now. So what we're really saying is, God, me, 
me and me, and in our journey to God, in our journey to know God better, we truly are knowing ourselves better because we cannot truly understand and know ourselves and step in our true identity without that connection to the Father, without that connection to the Son, to the Holy Spirit. And so in saying all of this, we're saying, yeah, I have an eternal king. I don't have to go to Jerusalem to see him anymore. I'm an eternal king. And yeah, there's a temple. I'm it. I'm it. So take care of yourselves. If you know the Lord, if you've called upon the Lord to be your savior, if Jesus is your friend and savior and redeemer, you're a church. What kind of church do you want to be? What kind of temple do you want to be? What kind of child of God do you want to be? Do we always want to be reaching out and say, gimme, 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 gimme? There's time to ask for it. I certainly am. have a couple of requests I'm sort of nagging God about because he can handle my nagging. But is there going to be that time... I just gonna cut. Is that the relationship you want as God's temple to just kind constantly be reaching and reaching? Gimme, 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 God. He wants you to receive. He wants you to call according to His will. But I'll tell you, if you're not resting, if you're not doing that child in your arms thing, you're missing out. Go hold a baby you love. Go hold a two or three year old you love while they're sleeping. Just experience that joy of just being with them and them just wanting to be with you. So God is with us. We're still kind of spiritual toddlers. We want He wants us to have the faith of a child. Perhaps that's what's meant, is the faith of a child. Where, yeah, we ask when we need something, when we want something. We're ready to receive correction. And childlike, not childish. <laughs> and we just love. I'll tell you the best part of my week is just holding that baby in my arms. Toddler. And may you know that joy, not just of holding others in your arms, but being held by a loving, all-gracious, all-consuming Savior. May that be your blessing today. May that be your blessing this year. Because you are blessed. Lord, give us the faith and the wisdom and the courage to receive that. Amen. Be blessed, my friends.